And more importantly, you can be really targeted and you can separate your messaging. You know, you mentioned pixels and audiences and that's where we are today. It, it is amazing what we can do right now. Hey guys, this is Jeremiah Batchkin from the Night Bar Show. I am the conference director and we are sitting down with all of the speakers ahead of the show so you get a better preview of what you can learn from these industry experts and top consultants in the business. I'm here with Mark Lapidez and we interviewed Louis Labella, uh, who's been coming to the show for a number of years. Uh, and even though he's Canadian, which I give him a hard time for, he's just a super smart guy and he actually does festivals and events for 50 and 90,000 people, but he's also able to take that knowledge and bring it down to a bar, nightclub, or restaurant that maybe can fit 100 or 200 people. And he fills them every time. So whenever I get a chance to listen to Louie and what he's doing uh, on the big stage and how to translate that to everyday businesses, I'm always uh, you know, wide open uh, to hearing what he has to tell us. Mark, what were some of the takeaways you took from our quick chat with Louie? Well, I... I think you're right, Jeremiah. He, he is uh, he's an expert. He knows this in the area. And the thing that impressed me the most was his knowledge of social media. I think when you think about bars and restaurants and the things they need to do to, to drive traffic and to keep traffic uh, coming back, uh, Louis got those social media ideas that I think are great. I think he, he shared a few of them with us today. Uh, but I think when he gets to the show uh, next month, it's going to be he'll have a lot more stuff. It's it's a great way to drive business. And if I'm if I'm listening to any experts on how to drive business in my bar restaurant, I, I listen to Louie. The social media ideas he has are great, and they're not very expensive. And I think that's a that's a key for bar and restaurant growth. Absolutely. And if you listen all the way to the end, he's actually going to talk about how to get get his free audiobook and his course, which I've taken myself, and it's a gold mine. So if you have the chance. Check out his session, check out the, the talk, and from there, we'll turn over and listen to Louie. Louie, thank thanks you. for joining us today. Um, it'd be great if you could give a little, little background on yourself and kind of- Yeah, what cool. You do well, day-to-day -day is going to be very wide variety of stuff, so that'll be interesting to kind of share a little bit about that. Thanks for having me again. Thank you, everybody <laughs> out there for uh, listening, and, uh, and everybody who comes down to Las Vegas and says hi, and, and I'm especially- humbled and blessed when you actually join the engine to, to kind of learn and ask some questions. I think that's amazing. It's a great uh, place to be and I'm, I'm happy to always be a part of it. Uh, so I started out in the nightclub and bar industry at like 16 and everybody else wanted to have their part-time jobs working at a grocery store, you know, wherever. And I thought, you know what, why don't I just have a really fun job, <laughs> right? And um, I was never examined or uh, really was, a, you know, I, I knew how to DJ, but it just, I didn't, I didn't want to stay put. I'm not the guy that stays put. So I wanted to make sure I had a different, uh, I guess, job or, or, or scenario as, as I was growing up. So I was a promoter, really. I started by uh, promoting underneath some, some big venues up in, in Canada. And very quickly, as, as uh, I hit at 17 and 18 learned that this could have some fun lucrative money but maybe not as just a local promoter there's more out there including concerts and festivals right so i yeah. always thought how do i one up myself as a brand you know i was very good at marketing uh really picking bands and djs that were up and coming so you didn't have to spend 50 grand but you knew who was up and coming because people wanted to see them but you didn't have to spend a big bucks and you were bringing them out and helping them expose uh, their music and their brand so it was really cool and so for me you know how to level up was really let's rent the nightclub let's rent the parking lots beside let's let's make concerts and you know I, I would do 
small concerts, quote unquote, that were like 5,000 people in, in a parking lot. It was, it was crazy. Wow. It was awesome. So they weren't really small, <laughs> right? Um, I, I created my own radio show because I thought, you know, if I get onto local radio, I'll be a radio personality. So that'll be good for me as a, as a promoter, concert thrower. And it's tough to get in radio. So I created my own show syndicated <laughs> around the world. Then I got into television at the same time as concerts and interviewed people like Lady Gaga and Richard Branson and the Backstreet Boys. And again, how do I keep leveling up, learning more, but making my brand stronger? Because that was going to help bring people in, right? Uh, among the big DJ, mm -hmm. if you knew Lavella's parties were coming, it was going to help. So that's kind of the trajectory I went into. And really to this day where I, I, I do market and produce large festivals, you know, 90,000 people in a weekend. Um, but I still have that fun and a lot lot of training and, and work nightclubs and bars, even at 50 to 100 person capacity, because you can take those ideas at a festival and, uh, and something I learned when I was younger by handing out flyers and, and still make it work. You mentioned digital and that's really where it's at right now. Yeah. And you have an excellent uh, training course. You really kind of hone in on social media, ad buying, social media placement, you know, pixels, retargeting, custom audiences. You know, kind of explain where you've evolved from handing out that flyer and what marketing looks like for you in 2020. So handing out the flyer um, happens to this day digitally, except it's way better and way yeah. bigger. <laughs> you know, when, when yeah. you have a flyer in your hand and, and you tell your promoters or yourself, hit those malls, those schools, those other nightclubs, you are target marketing. The, the difference today is, A, you don't have to go outside in the cold or the heat, right? You don't have to print the flyers. And, uh, and B, and more importantly, you can be really targeted and you can separate your messaging. You know, you mentioned pixels and audiences, and that's where we are today. It, it is amazing what we can do right now. I'm sure most people realize that, but maybe don't realize how, how to do it. So if I can hand out a flyer to a person having a birthday and say, hey, hey, girls, it's your birthday this week and bring your friends out and then switch flyers and then go to the, the other guys that are like, hey, guys, it's office party this weekend too. Here's that flyer. If I could do that uh, with flyers, I think it would be really effective. But we can do that now with digital. I can change my messaging or create several messages and just make sure that those different digital flyers, so to speak, go to the right person at the right time. We can't do that nowadays. And, and the reason why we can't do that with flyers or print or, or radio or billboards. You can do branding and they're all important to do, but social media mm -hmm. marketing and, and ad buying allows us to be able to really segment the market. And I think it's huge when you can say, look, if I have a 200 person capacity, I don't need one shotgun approach. I don't have to say, Hey, it's ladies night. Drinks are free. You know, or it's, it's no cover before midnight and have a shotgun approach. I can say, can I get, five groups of birthday people with 10 people? Can I get three office parties? Can I get your, your generic fans? Can I, and segment all that and do your bunts and singles instead of a home run. 50 people here, 50 people there, you know, 30 people, you hit 200, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's an important thing to talk about is a lot of bars don't realize how to kind of think about their audience in groups because that's, you're, you're right. Like getting three to four groups at a time it's how you actually build a crowd and nothing can attract a crowd like a crowd. And so it's funny, like those bars that are busy, I think I just get more busy because people want to be in social environments. That's why we go out, right? Who wants to go out and sit in a dead bar? So what, what I kind of hear from bars and restaurants that are asking us for help. And, you know, I'm curious what they ask you is they go, Hey, I'm thinking about like just boosting a post or doing this, that, that one shotgun approach. And so it's kind of the point of like, well, I need to show you how to do this. Right. So there's that time investment. So what's the, the level of time investment that's required 
and how much would you say it gets to be not as effective versus handing it off? Like, I think there's a lot of young staff members that might even be better off kind of owning that for the owners or operators since they live in that world natively. So how do you kind of approach that when, you know, owners are already so busy, they wear 17 hats as it is, and then marketing wants to be one of them. So like, what's your advice there? Yeah, and, and it's, it's a really good point that marketing is no longer, uh, so marketing is now on our shoulders as let's say a bar mm -hmm. owner uh, or, or somebody to do it, uh, which is awesome because you don't have to, let's say, you know, pay radio or pay a marketing agency. But now the problem is it's not easy to do. So you're right, it's another hat, and it's a huge hat because marketing could be the lifeblood of your entire business. If you do it properly, you're thriving. And if not, you are definitely going to suffer, right? So like you mentioned, passing it off to a bartender or a marketing manager or, or a young person or even somebody that's not young that is going to be crucial if you don't have the time to learn it, but also could be a detrimental mistake if you're trusting Oh, I got 20,000 influencer as a bartender and not really understand how to sell mm -hmm. events and multiple events at the same time, some, you know, uh, for the most part for nightclubs and bars, right? So you really want to take the time to learn. So the question on how much time, I guess it depends on how fast you get digital or who you have on your team. Uh, someone like me, I mean, there's a lot of information out there uh, for free and also paid courses or you can do some training with, with experts to really learn. And it comes down to, do you understand your market, which you probably do, but do you understand how you can get to that market? And if, if you're someone who can really understand, look, I get now that we can do different audiences and really look at how it's done, you'll get it pretty quickly. I think the big thing is people do yeah. hit the boost button. They're like, well, I know I can do interest targeting. People like kettle and vodka and, you know, hip hop music. And they're in my three mile radius. That's, that is very old school Facebook and Instagram ads. Now the algorithm is super smart and there's a lot more audiences that we can build around that, that are way better, um, that have like a closer affinity to, to your brand. And, uh, just learning how to do those really, you know, five X, 10 X as your spend right away because you not wasting the dollars on a generic boost, right? So definitely, t you yeah. know, if you have too many hats, if you find that a bartender can't learn how to do that very intricate marketing, then it's time to do your ROI. Should I hire somebody to do this? A professional, right? To just let, let Sally, the bartender post, cause she's great at posting on her, you know, drinks and other bartenders and people that's content post every day. You're local. No problems. Keep at it. But perhaps we need to sell a thousand tickets every couple of weeks leave it to somebody who can just bring those ticket sales, right? Which is yeah, okay. It's no problem. Absolutely. And you were talking about, you know, that, that bartender might do a good job of kind of posting their own brand, but now they're thinking about from a business standpoint. So, you know, how do they really kind of market that, which is an, an entity. So, I mean, I was talking with a, a bar owner uh, this past week because they were trying to just do generic postings. I said, hey, like there's a Valentine's Day bar crawl that I help consult on. And we just put up the ads of male versus female. So those two ad splits can be different. And what we saw was there's an 8x increase on females clicking on that ad than there was males. So what we actually could do is then split the script. And for the males saying, listen, like there's actually a ton of females going to be at this event. Um, so, hey, but, you know, why don't, why don't you come out and kind of show the time? And that was able to get the engagement at like, I don't know, 30 cents a click for, for women. And the men were at like 70 cents. We were actually kind of losing money targeting the men. And so we had to change the ad, change the, the copy. And I think when you start splitting up audiences, you start measuring that and, and kind of realizing where the ROI is. So you only have 15 minutes at, at our show to talk about this. So what are the, like, the two or three things you hope to kind of get across quickly uh, to the bar owners and, and restaurant owners in the audience? 
Yeah, I mean, like, so when I do training, it could be, you know, once a week for two months. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And like you mentioned, you can segment audiences, and it's smart to do because you'll have a different picture and a different message for the females, and a completely different picture could be girls gone wild for the males, but girls night out for the females. It's awesome to do. So, yeah, you know, we could train for mm -hmm. a long time, but having a short uh, uh, period uh, at, at a session like this, you know, my main takeaway is identify with yourself who the markets are that you're going after. I mean, most bar owners will just have that general blanket. Well, they're beer drinkers and they're about 25 to 28. Okay, good start. But let's dig a little deeper now, right? Where do they shop? What do they like? What's the messaging you're going to give to each of them, right? Uh, and, and the second big thing is, can we identify a couple of those campaigns that can be sort of evergreen that will be automated? And in this specific, you know, specific uh, session, I'm going to come up with, you know, here's one, that one ad, let's, let's call it, right? I know we're going to have multiple ads to sell out events weekly and residency nights. Uh, multiple times a week and karaoke night and taco Tuesdays but can we create one ad that is an evergreen ad that will start to flood big groups of people into your nights and you can set that not forget it because you got to keep an eye on things but can that be a catalyst to grow your marketing dollars and you can you know a lot of my clients we set up one or two of those main evergreen ads whether they're bachelorette party groups, whether they're birthday groups, office, something like that, that is generic enough that people will want to come out in groups. They come out early, big groups, they spend a lot more. And can we put five or $10 a day to that literally every day? And it just goes nonstop for years if you want, you know, if you just keep an eye on the creative, change the image a little bit here and there and the, and the messaging and let those groups come in, take that money and reinvest it into the other marketing. Technically you're getting free marketing now because that one ad is a catalyst to all the rest, but can we create those campaigns? And we can, and you should. And that's kind of something that I'm gonna go through at the uh, nightclub and bar session is to identify how to create, let's say one of those ads and go off and do that. And, and that, that is a, a driver of business, you know, a big driver of business. Absolutely, and, and you market such huge festivals. So you're gonna be such an asset. I mean, you know, not to be a humble brag on you, but you know, seeing Gronk on your page and seeing DJ Shaq kind of tear it up at these Atlanta festivals at the Super Bowl. Um, something that, that Mark and I were talking about was kind of the, the food scene as well. So Mark, did you have some questions you want to touch on the culinary oh, yeah, side? Yeah, sure. So Louis, good, good morning. Uh, when you think about, you know, we think about bars and restaurants and the stuff you've been involved in, you're talking about bartenders and you're talking about, you know, all kinds of exciting things with cocktails and, and things like that. But food is really growing in the bar scene. Where does, where does food fit into the social marketing, the social media marketing that you're talking about now? Yeah, and food, food is a big piece, of course, of restaurant, bar, and then now bar, nightclub, it's starting to creep in a lot more. Uh, food, as we know, no surprise, is very visual. So make sure you have the ability to take great photos of your food. And it could still be with your iPhone 11 Pro. You know, it does take great photos still. You don't always have to hire a professional photographer to get, uh, to get great content. If you do, that's even better. But, you know, no blurry pictures, nothing in the dark. You know, you know look online, go to YouTube, get a course for $10 or whatever it might be out there to learn how to really take great pictures with your phone as well. Share that with your staff and say, guys, take great pictures. You don't always have to post it, but maybe we'll throw it on a Dropbox or Google Drive so we can go through it and have lots of content because food is very visual. If you get a great photo, people might look at it, salivate and want to go try it. Uh, and secondly, you want to have the right messaging on that, on, on that uh, copy, basically, right, on your post. It doesn't always have to be salesy, like it's a $4 burger. People spend $20 on burgers, right? It has to be desirable. Mm -hmm. So perhaps you, you learn how to put the right 
copy in the post so that people do want to come out, you know, uh, it becomes an experienced food. And if you can sell that experience, it's not just a great burger and fries or it's just a cheap burger and fries. Um, people will start coming out. Lots of that content is going to be very important, very visual content, especially on Instagram because people play on Instagram a lot, a lot these days. And that's where photos and video do well. And you know, in that mad things like behind the scenes, if you can, you know, there's nothing wrong with adding the, the cook in the behind the scenes creating this or why they came up with this or their spin on something, you know, add that behind the scenes stuff as well, whether it's in stories or whether you have a small clip that does go on Facebook and Instagram, throw that into your content mix because it becomes a piece of experience. And, and again, a nice looking burger and fries or wings or a great salad or a vegan dish is, is all awesome as a restaurant or restaurant bar. But how do we get them to come in? You know, what is different about that burger and fries than the other one? And it can't always be price because now you're going to die. That's actually going to be my question is where does, where does price fit in? Um, that tends to be the, the go-to promotion for lots of folks is just to go to price. It's an easy thing to do. It's, it's, it's common, but if you're not going to price, what, what are you uh, doing? Again, it becomes down to experience. I mean, why do people uh, take pictures of their food on Instagram before they eat it, right? They're trying to show the world or their 50 friends or maybe 50,000 friends uh, and followers that they're at this restaurant and and they're pretty much checking in, you know, the check-in of Foursquare is gone. Taking a selfie or a picture of your food is your new check-in, right? So how do you sell that experience? Again, you're right. Price is just a downward spiral for the most part. Uh, it's not lazy marketing or lazy content, but you're not really differentiating yourself. Unless that's your brand. If your brand is, look, we're the cheapest and best, you could throw it in. But I guess people will already know that about your restaurant. So how do you Instagrammable moment, right? How do we, how do we want them to check in, so to speak, quote unquote, when they're there? I, I you know, when I, I went to Soho house in Miami during the Super Bowl, and we were at this great, you know, restaurant on the beach, and I took a picture of this cool avocado pizza. And I didn't really necessarily care about the cool avocado pizza to post, but it was, it was my check in. It was a way to post that I was there with my buddies. And, and, you know, just off the top of my head, that was the photo I wanted to take that's a big piece of your marketing too, because they become mini promoters for yourself, right? So how do you create those conditions? You know, encourage them to post, you know, share, share content that people are posting. So other people see that, that wow, I can have my 15 seconds of fame because the brand is going to reshare my post perhaps. So I'm going to want to do it more often, right? So that's something we want to try and encourage people to do, whether it's something on the table, whether you're sharing a lot on social media to give people that impression. There's a couple little ways that you can do that. Great. That sounds great. Thank you. Problem. Louis, we are we are super excited to have you uh, in a few weeks now at the Michael and Bar Show. Uh, so before they see you at the show, where are some places people can find you online or and check out your brand? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I'm all over social media. Um, Louis Lavella is where I am. L o u i e l a v e l l a, and of course, my website louislavella.com. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, people at the session, I think I'm going to give away my audiobook and maybe my my. Uh, my event boost 101 course for free. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that for free. We'll get people to, uh, to get started in, 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 in it short. Cause I know we have zero attention span in our world. So the audiobook's like an mm -hmm. hour and 20 minutes long, not five hours, which is really cool. It talks about the algorithm, how to really trigger that and make organic reach work for you and how to control your traffic with paid. And, uh, yeah. And the, and the, and the session's going to be fantastic because we're going to talk about, you know, that one ad, you know, how do we get automation going and working for us? And it really is fascinating when you get that machine going. You can take a half a hat off <laughs> when that's moving for you yeah. and start to concentrate <laughs> on other things and start to really work on the other ads and avenues of promoting your events. It's going to be really cool.
Awesome. Well, we're definitely excited to have you. Really appreciate the time today. Yeah, thanks, Louis. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah.